Welcome to the Business Exchange Podcast, where we equip buyers and sellers of businesses to maximize income, minimize heartache, and change the trajectory of their financial future. Now here are your hosts, Mike Hall and Steve Wright. All right. Well, we're here with the Business Exchange Podcast. Um, I have alongside me today, Steve Wright and a special guest that he is going to introduce. So Steve, I'm going to turn it over to you to introduce our special guest for today. Yeah, so today we, we have Matt with us and Matt Ham is the uh, starter. He was the owner of Computer Repair Doctor and um, really a very successful business that he started that he grew. It was a multi-site uh, Computer Repair Doctor business that was in multiple states and uh, Matt, I, one of my stories that I love that when we first met you, that you shared was the one when you went out from a marketing idea and you went and bought the uh, Hirsch. The Hirsch. Oh, yeah, yeah the, the ambulances, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, I definitely need you to tell that story. But what I would like to do, I would like for our people to get to know you a little bit. We're very impressed with you. I always feel like I've got one of the greatest jobs in the world because I get to work with my heroes every day. And it may sound weird, for a 54 year old man telling you that you're one of my heroes, but the heroes in my life are entrepreneurs and they're business owners. And you're certainly one of those and you've been very successful. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your story and how Computer Repair Doctor came to be? Yeah, I definitely appreciate that. And, and thanks for having me on as well. Um, yeah, so in grad school, I started working for a business like the business that I ended up owning. It was a computer and phone repair store. Uh, I started working kind of closely with the owner um, and then helped him quadruple the business. Um, so when I decided to move out of state, that was in New York City. When I decided to move out of state, I decided to start my own business. So we opened our first location. Um, we did all the same type of models, fixed computers, fixed phones, um, and it went very well. So after one location, I think it was a little less than a year later, we opened our second location. Um, then we moved to a different city. I opened a third location and a fourth one remotely with an employee I had. So we just kind of started opening more and more stores. Um, and now we, when, you know, you did, we, when you did that, Matt, was when you started on day one, did you already know, were you trying to do like a franchise model? Were you like, what was your concept? Sure. Great question. Uh, when we started from day one, I knew that I wanted to have multiple locations. Um, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go a franchise model, a corporate model. I just knew that I wanted to build from scale. So that was kind of something that we considered from the beginning. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the things I think is helpful for our listeners, Matt, is to kind of get an understanding about um, your humanity. In other words, we want them to see this <laughs> person instead of this, this guy on a screen. Why don't you share um, maybe some of the, the tough things or an experience, a tough experience that you went through that kind of taught you a lot uh, and helped you to kind of get where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think over the years there have been a lot of those experiences. I think you, you learn a lot and you grow a lot through the process. I think one of the more recent ones, one of the ones that comes to mind was kind of during the business sale towards the end of things. You know, I think over the course of, I, I had my business for seven years before I sold it. And I think and it was the first business I had. And over the course of that time, I think I learned a lot about myself. And I think one of the things that I learned is that I'm someone who enjoys building a business, 
but not as much on the maintaining and the running and the managing <laughs> side. Um, I right. think that's that, an honest answer, Mike. That is a very honest answer. I, 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 I think I took, it took a little while to learn that about myself. And I think had I learned that sooner, I more than likely could have sold my business at a little more of the, the peak era. Um, but I learned that I really enjoyed the building aspect. You know, from day one, I intended to build my business for, for scale. I intended to build a model where anything that I was doing for the business was replaceable by somebody else and to bring someone else in. And I think where I kind of failed was finishing up that, that top notch of managing and running everything in terms of the day-to-day -day operations so that once I got to, you know, multiple locations in multiple states and where I wanted to be, you know, I started coasting a little and focusing my attention on other, other, other endeavors. And I think, you know, I learned that I really should have either had a plan for having someone else just completely take over or sell the business sooner. Yeah. Are you kind of a serial entrepreneur? Like, is this something that you plan on doing the rest of your life? Like I'm going to start this and get it up here and then I'm going to sell it. And then like, I would love to be. Yes. I mean, I don't, I don't like to write checks that I can't cash and I don't like to get ahead of myself, you know, but I, I would love to be, you know, right now I'm working on uh, my third business and I'm also exploring some other ideas. And so I, I think that's absolutely my career goal because I see myself loving that building stage, that growth stage and making something from nothing. That's very exciting to me. Yeah. So one of the reasons we wanted you on our show today is one of the reasons listeners come, th this is basically like an educational podcast for, for business owners, right? And sellers. And so you recently sold your business. So congratulations. Mm -hmm. Thank you. How does that feel? Uh, I, it's good and bad. I mean, it feels great to have that accomplishment, but it also feels like a part of me kind of left. And how do I describe myself at parties now? You know? So yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. Who, who am I? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And so what I want, what we wanted to do today is, you know, obviously life is a, is a great mentor and a great teacher. Right. And so there are things that we go through that we're a little more educated and hopefully we learn when we go through those and so I thought instead of Mike and I doing a, a podcast on things that business owners, you know, should know about selling, it would be really good to have someone who recently sold their business. So you closed on your business. How, how long ago was it? Uh, it was only a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. okay, so I think two weeks ago today. Yeah. So like in August. Mm -hmm. And so two weeks ago, you sold your business. Um, what are some of the things that you learned going through that process that you didn't know about selling a business prior to actually doing it? Yeah. So that's a great question. You know, I, I think I thought hard about the process of selling my business before I went into it. And so I think I really tried to go into it with realistic expectations. Um, and I think I got a lot of things right, but I think one of the things that I definitely learned that I definitely remember learning is the complexities of the closing process. You know, I, I am sure that every business sale is different. There are needs to be considered in a variety of places across the board. But for my particular case, um, the closing just didn't quite go that smoothly. And so, you know, it was, it was very beneficial to be working with someone in that regard. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because like from our perspective, it kind of went smoothly <laughs> and so I, think, I guess that's experience for you i guess yeah 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 and so i think i think though when when you haven't been through that gosh it, i mean it a business deal they they say that 
uh, one of the hardest transactions in the world to, to complete is, is a, a business sale. And I think, Mike, what's the stat on that? Do you remember? Oh, gosh. Um, I would say probably the overwhelming majority of people who sell businesses have a misperception about how a business sale is supposed to happen and what their emotional reaction to that is going to be. Yeah, and I, I think the number some, somewhere like once the business, there's an agreed upon price and the contract is signed, 50% of them fall apart. Oh, and we, uh, absolutely. And we always say if a, if a deal hasn't died at least three times before you get it to the closing line, <laughs> it's, it's not a deal. Yeah. You, you're not in reality. Yeah, so, I, yeah so, just so to encourage you, um, it may have seemed difficult, but even as someone sitting on the sidelines, I was like, man, Steve and Tina, you guys are like cruising to the finish line here. This is so smooth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so Matt, what were some of the things, let, let's dive into that a little bit. So what were some of the complexities that you're talking about? Yeah, so, you know, I think, I think I'm a big do-it-yourselfer, right? Being an entrepreneur, building things from scratch myself, you know, I think that I'm one who tends to handle things myself, wants to handle things myself, and rarely outsources. Um, you know, I co-own a marketing company these days, so I definitely know online digital marketing. You know, I, I thought about marketing the business myself, trying to sell it myself, but I'm definitely happy the route that I went. You know, I, I think that the complexities come in and in terms of finding a buyer, finding the right buyer, marketing it, having that emotional, not being emotionally invested to the business when you're marketing it. You know, I think that I wouldn't have had access to the right buyers. You know, I think that in my particular case, in the, in the closing scenario, you know, like I said, when I thought it was falling apart and you're like, this is just routine, you know, it, that helped. I think had I been one by one with the buyer, you know, my inexperience, my emotional attachment, I, I could absolutely see it falling, falling through. You know, I, I see from every, all the complexities that go into it, why that 50% stat, you know, definitely sounds true to me because there's, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff to tie in. You know, we had multiple leases in multiple states with multiple landlords. We had a subtenant who was renting a property from us. You know, we had uh, lending to take into account. You know, we had inventory and assets to evaluate and assign. And, and you know, and, and I feel like ours was very straightforward as, as far as they go. Um, but like I said, we even ran into, ran into some issues that, you know, your team definitely helped us out and made it seem like it was second nature. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because like, you know, in, in, with your deal, I remember that lending issue. I mean, that was like, because this was one of those deals, Mike, you know, you go through the SBA, you put it in front of the SBA lender. They look at the packet that you put together. And obviously they're going to ask a lot of questions about the business because they have to vet the, the business and then they have to vet the buyer and this was like a slam dunk. I mean, they, they looked at your taxes. They looked at all the numbers. They looked at all the finances. I think they got on the phone with you and then you, they wanted some more information we provided. And the SBA was like, stamp, this is, this is a no brainer. We're going to do it. They gave us a closing date. And I think we were working to that closing date. I can't remember for how long, but quite honestly, I mean, we were, we were calling every two or three days, what's going on, what's happening. And then 
do you remember it was like a week or two before the closing? They just called and said. Yeah, it was, it was very close to the end. You know, I, like I said a, a minute ago, I don't like to, I don't like to say that I've done something unless it's signed in stone, it's done, it's finalized. If something's got a 99% chance, I'm like, let's, let's see what happens. But, you know, I felt confident about this because you're absolutely right. I, you know, I turned over a ton of information. I was on the call with the SBA at least once or twice with them and the buyer. And yeah, they gave us the full set. They were like, oh, this looks great. We had no problems. Everything was golden. And then for, you know, and then it just didn't happen like right before the deadline. You're absolutely yeah. right. What about, what about the, just the complexity of emotion that happens through this? I mean, the, the way that I describe it is, you know, get ready for the mind bender, whatever the wild roller coaster you can remember. I mean, it's an, it's an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that personally I'm pretty good about compartmentalizing those things. Um, but I, I can definitely see ego coming into play, you know, and, and that emotional attachment, right. Especially to negotiation. I mean, the obvious part is the negotiation. I think my business is worth this because, you know, I've invested 10 years of my life. The buyer's like, well, you're not making any money. So, you know, I don't care about the 10 years you invested. Right. So there's heavy emotional negotiation, but even outside of that, I think it just affects every aspect and every angle. Um, and I think I'm pretty good about being unbiased and compartmentalized, but I mean, still, I felt very much more comfortable having a go between and someone who actually was a third party and was unbiased, you know, working with me towards a sale. I, I think that's a no brainer. I think that definitely, no matter who you are, contributes to the success or the failure of a business sale. Right. It's interesting. So when we talk about winning the trust of business sellers, uh, one of the phrases or analogies we use is it's like kind of get trying to get a mom to turn over her baby to you, right? <laughs> you know, as a business owner, that's your baby, right? And you put blood, sweat, and tears into that baby. But when it comes to making um, objective decisions about the future of that baby, sometimes it helps to bring the dad or some other, to use the analogy, some other party in there that's going to help that mom think a little bit more broadly. And that's kind of the role we play. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit, Matt? Yeah, same reason, you know, they, they suggest that doctors don't work on, you know, their own family members, same exact reason. You know, I, I absolutely believe that, you know, I think that, I, I think that, that that just makes sense. You know, when I met with you guys originally, you know, I had met with a few different brokers, um, other business brokers that did not require, um, you know, some of the things that you required, but, you know, you guys were very professional. And, you know, I think that I felt that trust in the beginning, you know, you talk about giving away my baby and having trust, you know, from the initial onset meeting, uh, you know, with your team to the closing to post closing. Now, you know, I felt like I was in great hands, right? I felt the whole thing was just handled very professionally, every single communication from the onset to the outset. Well, one of the things that I think is a benefit for the folks on our team is like, if I, if I sit down with you and you're telling me about your business and blah, 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 you know, it, it's the, it's the, you know, I, it's a sit down first date. Right. And so, you know, they're, yeah. they're telling you, which is great, but like in my mind, and I think every person on our team to, to a man, we always fast forward to due diligence mm -hmm. because that makes sense. We, 
Yeah. And so if we know that we can't package this business and if we can't answer the objections and so, yeah, we do dig in and we ask harder questions and we, it, it almost might appear that we don't want the listing because we're asking so it's so much harder. You've got to jump through so many hoops, but if, if you already know what's going to be required in due diligence and on the back end, it's better to be honest with your clients on the front end. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I fully agree. Sorry. Well, I was, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Matt. What I was going to say is uh, Steve is absolutely right on that because um, if you think about it as a percentage of business closings, the overwhelming majority will require some type of lending. And many, if not most all of that, will go through the SBA. Well, the SBA lending process is kind of like becoming a Navy SEAL, right? They weed people out intentionally, right? Because they only want the deals that are going to, you know, have a good or a wonderful chance of being successful and able to pay off their loan. So if we can't kind of position you as a business owner to, to make sure that we get all the surprises out of the way, we don't like surprises when it comes to due diligence, right? It's kind of like the old analogy, um, lawyers and men proposing to their girlfriends uh, already like to know the answer before it's spoken, right? Right? Yeah. So we kind of want to know what's going to be said, discussed, all of that before we ever get to due diligence, right? No surprises. And so um, can you kind of share a little bit about um, what it was like for us kind of digging in and going into deep dives with you about your business to make sure that we were ready for due diligence? Yeah, honestly, I, I was happy with it. You know, I, I think that's absolutely the right way to handle it. I mean, you know, a, a story about a business is great. And, you know, like Steve said, you're on the first date with a client, you know, you want to hear them out and be nice and listen and be patient. But I mean, the, the nuts and bolts is the due diligence, right? If that doesn't come together, the deal's not coming together, regardless how good the story is. And, you know, I definitely think that up front at the beginning, I turned over a lot of uh, a lot of financial documents. We did a lot of that, you know, from the get go. But, you know, I think I was always fully on board. Of, that's absolutely what's needed to be done. I mean, that's, you know, there's no reason in going into other stuff if you're not going to go into the due diligence first, because that's what's going to make a breaker deal. That's what's going to set the the price for your business. That's what's going to set realistic expectations. So how would a broker, how would you know how to make decisions if you don't have all that information? So I was very happy to turn that over. And, you know, for the sake of streamlining it, I was very happy to you went yeah, through yeah. that up front. Matt, what are the things beginning with the end in mind? That's that's our motto when it comes to due diligence. Yeah. And so, Matt, one of the things that we try to do, obviously, we bring a, a team approach to selling businesses, and that's a huge priority for our firm. And I think you worked with was it three different business brokers? I know you and I were yeah. working heavily up front, and then you ended up working with Aaron and Tina. Can you speak to that a little bit? What were the benefits of having a team represent you? If you yeah, think that, that, that was a vote. No, <laughs> no, no, I, I do. I think that I think that works well, right? I think that um, I worked with all of you throughout some part of the process, and I felt very comfortable about all three of your skill sets throughout the process. You know, I, I think that you know at each stage um, was one kind of maybe different person, and I think that worked well um, from the from the initial onset, the due diligence to the showings and the nego negotiation to the closing. Um, right. Having a, having a team definitely helps. You know, I run a business that has 
a lot of employees and has, you know, multiple niches and people specialize. And the more people we have that well, can you specialize. You have a very complex is, business. I mean, that, I mean, when you talk about multiple states and I mean, all the things you're talking about, that's pretty complex. So for yeah. one person to get their mind around that, yeah. And so it, it always helps to have a team, right? If, if you, it all, the more people that you have working for you, the more people, you know, that you have on staff, the more opinions, the more uh, specialties, the more, you know, it, the more heads, the better I say. So, yeah, I, I think it was a great approach. I was very happy to work with multiple people. I felt like you, you were all there from the beginning. So I didn't ever feel like, you know, somebody didn't know something. I didn't, I didn't feel like I was telling three people the same things over and over. I don't think I ever repeated anything. So you guys had great cohesion. Good. Yeah, a lot of, one of the things that, uh, uh, that you know, when we go to list a business, even though it might be my listing, um, a lot of people, the sellers don't realize that we, we have our office meetings, we sit down, we strategize, we talk about how to help one another to get this business sold. Even though it may be my listing, we're all talking about now, you know, Aaron, how can I help you with this? And Aaron's looking at my listings, like, how can I help you with this? But not only that, um, we're all tapping into each other's network of buyers too. So, you know, it's not uncommon for Steve to have a listing or for Aaron or Tina or whoever. And then I'm bringing them a buyer to their listing because we're, the goal here is to get the business sold. Right. <laughs> close that thing. If you can get it to the closing line and get it closed, yeah, we don't yeah. care about, you know, who, who gets the credit. Uh, we're a team. And when you hire one, you get all of us. And that, and that's another thing that I was really grateful to have through my sale, right? It's every single person at your business and even in other affiliate locations, you know, you all have different buyers. And so I tap into a network much, much larger than I ever would have myself. And I, and I understood that from the beginning. Yeah. Matt, do you, are you a big uh, sports guy? Uh, I like watching sports. Uh, I mean, I grew up in Raleigh, North Carolina, so that's college basketball central oh, yeah. right there was yeah. our sport of choice growing up. Yeah. So I'll use a football analogy for the business brokerage that, you, you know, it's like your favorite college football team, whoever that is, you know, they drive the entire field and then they get it down to the half yard line, right? They're, they're literally that far from getting it into the end zone. And so that, that happens a lot in business deals. I mean, you literally get the deal down to the one yard line and man, having a team where you can run a pass play or an option or full back up the middle, you know, you, it's, it really helps. And, you know, I, as I think about your deal, you know, being able to overcome all of those obstacles so that you can, you know, at some point you just think, man, this guy has invested so much. He's given his time. He's given his resources. He's given his sweat equity. He's given hours of mental uh, thought into this business, not to mention the calls in the night and the issues and the guy walked away and the person didn't show up for work. There's all of these things that are always going on. And so what we like to do is you do what you do. I mean, you run your business, let us handle, put out the fires, and see what we can do to get the ball from the one yard line into the end zone. And so we, we know that you're going to be successful in your new uh, endeavor. And we certainly wish you well. And I'll just go ahead and tell you, like I'm saying this uh, not from a pure motive, 
I, I really want you to be wildly successful so that you'll call me and we can sell that business as well. <laughs> I, I would love to. I would love to. Yeah. But, but sin sincerely, we wish you nothing but the best. And we thank you so much for your time today. It means the world that you would you know, give of your time to be with us today. We really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. And I very much appreciate you getting my business sold. <laughs> well, on behalf of Steve Wright and our special guest, Matt Ham, we're going to wrap up this episode of the Business Exchange Podcast. And we just want to remind you, uh, business owners out there, that if you are looking for um, some answers, you're kind of curious about where your business is and where you would uh, like to see yourself in the next year or two, five years, uh, feel free to give us a call. Our number is 919-424-1927. Um, our website is www.transworld.com slash Raleigh. And the email address is mhall, M-H-A-L-L, at tworld.com. And we'd love to hear from you and uh, help you if we can. And uh, we just want to remind you to keep those books clean and keep our number handy.